Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Live, Learn, Love podcast. I'm your host, Bailey Chavez, and I'm so excited you're here. Keep listening to hear from my diverse group of leaders, sharing their insight on leadership, health, career opportunities, wellness, or personal development. Thank you for going on this journey with me. Okay, so the first question that I have is just to tell me a little bit about yourself. So my name is Mamie Hurdle. Um, it's like Amy's and I'm kind of a weird name. Um, and I'm originally from Moore, Montana, which is a small town in the middle of Montana. Um, graduated with 11 kids in my class. So when I say I'm from a small town, I really mean it. <laughs> and 11 was a lot for my high school. Uh, so grew up there on a farm and ranch where we mainly raised spring wheat, winter wheat, and barley, as well as some fall Angus cattle. Uh, so grew up around production agriculture, always loved um, bottle feeding calves and spending my summers in a tractor or in a combine um, and loved that side of production agriculture. And now um, as I'm a student at Texas A&M University, kind of seeing a different side of agriculture by pursuing a degree in agricultural communications and journalism. Had my time at FFA um, for six years as a member and then also as a state officer for Montana. And then most recently last year, I wrapped up my year as National FFA Central Region Vice President, um, which actually ended me up here at Texas A&M. Um, it's part of the reason that I was able to um, come here and visit, and I'm really grateful for the opportunity that it allowed me to be at A&M because I absolutely love it here. Oh my gosh, that's super cool. Well, thank you so much for agreeing to be on the podcast. Um, I know you're a huge inspiration to me and so many others. Um, just throughout your time in FFA, you've been such a great role model. And then I'm sure um, you've done great things out of FFA as well. So I'm just super excited to have this conversation with you. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. So the question, second question I actually have for you is what was your favorite thing about serving as a national FFA officer? Mm, that's a great question. So I think that I was most excited for the opportunity to meet members from all over the place, but that obviously looked a lot different last year, um, serving during the pandemic and just having all of the traveling kind of taken away really made me focus on who I was talking with rather than where I was when I was talking with them. Um, um, and so, you know, the thing I was looking forward to most ended up looking a lot different. I still got to meet a lot of really incredible people and interact with some awesome folks from across the country and a lot of different places. And I really feel like I was able to connect with them and, and make some really good friendship relationships, even though it did look a lot different. Um, so I know it's kind of the cheesy answer of just getting to meet people, but I genuinely just loved that aspect of it. And that's what really got me through um, the days when I was at home, you know, kind of sad about the fact that I didn't get to travel or do a lot of the things um, past national officers had done. But I saw the unique opportunity I could go to four or five states in one day virtually. Um, and so just tried to do that as much as I could and meet as many people as I could on a virtual platform. And it's kind of cool now that I get to see them in person sometimes. Um, after meeting them virtually. And so by far, I would say just the people were the most important part and the part that I loved the most last year. Oh my gosh, well, that's super cool. I know it definitely had to be difficult serving as national officer during a pandemic, especially since it was like so unexpected and you had to like make a lot of changes to the regular national officer experience, but you no doubt did a great job. So thank you. So the next question I have for you is, how are you able to manage everything you do? Um, what's your biggest time management tip? Mm. So I'm a person that really likes to focus on why I'm doing things. 
um, rather than how I'm doing them, which worked out well for me last year because we all focused on why we were doing things, not how we did them as far as traveling and things went um, and being on a virtual platform. Um, but for me, whenever I'm trying to prioritize what I have in the week ahead or the month ahead, um, I just think about, you know, what are the things that I care about most? Obviously, my family, my friends, um, my faith. I care a lot about school. And so just kind of shaping my priorities around those whys and those things that I care most about really helps me manage my time. Um, and something that I've learned in the past year in being able to ma manage your time well, um, it, being able to say no and recognizing where your talents are most needed and not as needed. Um, it's for me to say no. I've never been a person that wants to say no because I want others to depend on me. But I also recognize that if you commit to too many things and you're not really committing to anything because you can't give your all to those things. Um, and so I think the biggest tools I use um, when thinking about managing my time is prioritizing and being able to say no um, so that I can give my all to the things that I do say yes to. Yeah, that's a great tip. Um, and I'm sure that you've definitely had to practice this a lot. I mean, serving as a state officer, then a national officer, you probably, and then um, going to Texas A&M, um, you obviously have been good at managing your time. So I just kind of wanted to hear uh, your insight on that. Um, the next question is, what do you do when you're not feeling your best mentally? Um, what self-care activities are your favorite? I'm not the best at self-care if I'm being being completely transparent with you. Um, but something I really like to do is just kind of um, let myself have alone time. I'm very much an introverted person. Um, a lot of people consider national officers or leaders in general as big extroverted people. And I, I do love being around people. I love interacting with people. But at the end of the day, um, I need my alone time to be able to Re reboot and get ready for the next day. And so when my when I'm having that alone time, I really like to read, but I also like to watch TikToks because it's funny and it's good humor to, be able to kind of escape reality for a little bit. And same with books. It's kind of nice to delve into another world and not think about things that I'm stressed about. Um, and something that I do also in um, being able to like manage my stress and when I'm feeling overwhelmed is to just write it all down. And that doesn't mean that I have to do it right then, but then at least I don't have to have it circling in my mind constantly because I'm very much a person that if I don't write it down, I'll probably forget about it unless I'm constantly thinking about it. And so just having it written down in like a notes app, I'm a big Apple notes person. I'm always writing things down in my notes um, to be able to come back to it later. And that just kind of lets you put it to somewhere else so that you're not um, giving all of your energy to it in the moment. And then you can just let yourself breathe and relax a little bit. Um, but I also really like going for walks with my dog. He gets my mind off things a lot too when he's kind of my, my stress reliever. Um, he's the best to be able to get my mind off things. So I guess those are kind of the things that I do. Yeah, I love that. I definitely relate to you um, in a lot of those areas. I'm uh, probably more of an introvert than I am an extrovert as well. And I also love like going on walks, uh, right. I use, I use my notes app all the time. Like I have it like labeled in different categories and stuff like to stay organized. So I love the answer. Um, but the next question is what is your biggest piece of advice for college students? Hmm. I think going off of a little bit, what I said earlier about 
you can't do everything and you can't commit to everything. Growing up in a small town, and I think a lot of high schoolers can relate to this, even if they didn't go to a small town, you were able to do so many different things um, and be in so many different clubs and sports and all that kind of stuff. Um, and that's just not really how college works, um, per se. Uh, by all means, you can do a lot and get really active. But I found that if you just commit to a few things that you're really passionate about and you want to move the needle with, that's so much more productive and so much healthier um, for at least your life balance um, side of things. And so I would say that just because you did it in high school or think that you need to you know, continue whatever it is into college, just reevaluate what it is that you're passionate about and find those things in college because um, you want to make sure that you're doing things purposely, not just for a resume. Um, I think a lot of college kids just think it's a checkbox um, to get those things and activities in college um, like they were in high school, maybe, but it's really about doing things that matter and having um, really good memories and relationships to build off of after you're done with college. Um, and so I guess my biggest piece of advice would just be choose what you do carefully and be sure that there are things that you really care about. Yeah, that's a great piece of advice. Um, I definitely think that can be a struggle that like FFA kids struggle with um, a lot because like FFA kids are usually very like driven, very involved in high school, um, as I'm sure you were. So I and I was too. So going into college, I'll definitely try to stick to that advice. It's going to be hard because I am the type of person likes to get involved in a lot. Um, but I think I'll be more effective overall if I can kind of like pinpoint just a couple things to get involved in rather than a bunch. So I love that. Yeah, absolutely. And I think going off of that too, if you are wanting to take a break in life and just focus on your academics for a semester, that's totally fine too. Like a lot of people think that you have to be doing a million different things every semester and that's not necessarily true. Um, if you need to just take it slow for a minute, that's completely okay. And I think that a lot of people don't recognize the value that that can bring, um, just kind of bring you back to what you're there for. Because at the end of the day, we are college students. We're here to go to school, not to do all the other things. Um, so it's okay to take a break. Yes, for sure. I love that perspective. So thank you for sharing that. <laughs> the next question I have for you, Error. Um, what are your plans after you're completely done with school? Oh, gosh, the million dollar question. <laughs> uh, so I have a few ideas of what I want to do. Uh, after I finish my undergrad here at a and I think I want to go to law school. Uh, that's kind of the plan right now. Um, and then after law school, we'll see where life takes me. Um, probably practice law first and then um, maybe eventually become a law professor or I'm not really sure yet. But if I go that route, um, I think that I'll probably go to UT Austin or the dream would be to go to Stanford. Um, and so those two are kind of on my mind right now for law school. And if I weren't to go to law school, um, I'll probably go to grad school here at AM. Um, again, we'll just see where life takes me. I've been saying to my mom the past few weeks that maybe I want to be a professor. So we'll see. Um, I guess another piece of advice to college kids is that you don't have to have your mind made up about every little detail <laughs> um, because you just let the opportunities arise sometimes. Um, by no means am I just like letting things happen. Um, <laughs> like I have a plan and I know what I think I want to do. Um, but just being an open-minded person to whatever opportunities kind of come my way so that I can just do work that matters. Because at the end of the day, that's what I care most about. Um, as long as I'm in a place where I feel like I'm making an impact and doing some good, I'll be happy with whatever career I end up in. Oh, that's super cool. I love that you have like such an open mind about it. 
Um, that's very interesting that you want to, or you're considering going to UT Austin because most, most people <laughs> A&M are like horns down, like hardcore, like no. But... Oh, I am. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I am. Let it be known. Horns down. We can say it on the podcast. But, um, <laughs> UT has the best law school in Texas, in my opinion. And so I'll sacrifice it for a little while and we need to get close to our, to our enemies, right? Yeah. True. Oh my gosh. That is so funny. Well, I guess you can't deny the fact that they are a good school, but we'll just, we'll just leave it at that. <laughs> um, but the next question I have for you is if you could go back and tell your college freshman self something, what would you say? Hmm. I don't feel like that's been that long, but it really has for me. <laughs> I was a college freshman in 2018, so that's three years ago now. Wow, that makes me feel really old. Um, I think if I could go back and tell my freshman self some advice, it would be that it's okay to just relax. Um, I think that, you know, my advice for in my previous answers, like being able to relax, to sound, I was very much, you know, I had gotten state office um, right, right before I went to college. And so I was very much just like thinking I had to do a million things and go all these different directions. And I, I think I really lost my way a little bit my freshman year because I was trying to do so many different things um, and ended up actually having to cut a few of those things out because I physically could not um, like meet the commitments for everything. Um, for example, I was supposed to be a resident advisor in one of the residence halls um, after my freshman year, um, but I was also the national officer candidate. And so I uh, told them that I was gonna be gone for national convention and they told me that I could not do that. Like it just wouldn't work as far as the RA duties go. I had to be there during that time. Um, and so they said I had to make a decision of, you know, be a national officer candidate or be an RA. And it was an easy decision for me in the moment to be, uh, obviously, I would choose to be the national officer candidate, but it still was just kind of a wake up call for me. I couldn't do everything um, and be everywhere. And so I think that, again, if I could go back and tell my freshman self that it's okay to not be going miles an hour, um, it's okay to pause and relax, it's okay to just give it your all to a few things. That's what I would probably say to myself. Um, I would also say that things in college, our professors get close to them as soon as you can and make connections there because that's something that I definitely regret. My first semester, I really only got close with one professor. And then the next semester, I made it a point to try to reach out to them and, and make better connections connections um still want to do that felt to do that this semester now that we're in person at AM. Um, so yeah a few bits and pieces of advice but it's crazy to think how much has changed over years um <laughs> since my freshman year oh my gosh 